Good morning, all listeners, and happy August. It's Sunday, August 1st, 2021. It's about 8, 10 a.m. Pacific time, and this is episode 71 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie. And I am the Baron. Boogie, we have so much to talk about on today's episode. Plenty of time. We're going to get this podcast out roughly 90 minutes before all the games start in baseball, TBT. We got the Gold Cup championship gold medal game tonight we got the olympic men's basketball quarterfinals set for tomorrow which we will touch on we have a loaded nba draft to talk about as well but as always we got a lot of news and notes a lot of tidbits a lot has happened since uh, episode 70 so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what's going on out there man baron this has been a really tough week for vegas uh we have had a lot of news going on with the Golden Knights as, yes, our number one fan favorite, Mark andre Fleury, was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks this week. Uh, there was a lot of controversy earlier as it happened. It went down. He was uh, very surprised on social media, finding out through Twitter. Uh, although the Knights management states that he wound up knowing that he was uh, possibly on the on the cusp of being traded since mid-July. Uh, the actual trade went down as they are doing a little bit of a, a contract, getting rid of money for them to sign some scores. And we're going through a little bit of a transition from the misfits from four years ago. Uh, we also lose Ryan Reeves, our enforcer. Uh, Revo number 75 of 75 Brewing. Shout out to him. He went to the Rangers. He's going to the Rangers. And Thomas Nosek has also left uh, as he has been uh, sent over to the Boston Bruins uh, as they are now going through a little bit of an error where there's a lot of Vegas uh, fans, some of them new to this business, and that's all it is is business. Uh, we still have Robin Leonard in the net. Um, they sign a couple of guys uh, that they think will help. Uh, also, not sure if a lot of people know, uh, but we have Alex Tuck, uh, who's one of our main stairs. He is going to be down for the next six months at least as he just went through soldier, uh, shoulder surgery. So they have signed also uh, one of their scorers on the uh, third line, I believe it will be, a winger named Dobinoff from Ottawa, who did really well a few years ago with Florida Panthers. So a lot of changes going on right now with these Knights. A lot of changes. We have the we have Robin Leonard, our new goaltender, Flurry going to the Blackhawks. Now, I, me being near and growing up near the, the greater Pittsburgh area, a lot of uh, sports writers in Pittsburgh are saying that Flurry should um, not play for Chicago, refuse to play, and then get uh, waived so Pittsburgh can pick him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that has been talk. Uh, looks like as of yesterday or last night, looks like Flurry is still talking with his family as he grown accustomed to this great uh, city that we live in. And uh, they really were doing a lot. Uh, you know, when they came in, we had October 1 happen. Uh, there was a great uh, speech that a couple of these guys had done uh, Flurry donated a hundred thousand dollars. He's really hit the uh, the community really hard uh, with everything that had gone on four years ago. Uh, but it looks like he is considering going to Chicago. But yes, that was talk of of Pittsburgh actually trying to get him. That is very true. And Pittsburgh actually plays on opening night with the Golden Knights. Uh, weirdly enough, 
Opening night in NHL is going to be Monday, October the 11th. So we're about, you know, about 70 days from opening night. Um, ESPN just signed a contract with the NHL, so there's going to be NHL games on ESPN this year. Um, I think ESPN did a, did a great job with that, Shit, seeing how NHL has boosted their popularity over the last few years, uh, gaining a lot of traction. So ESPN jumps on board to air their games. First time that they'll be airing hockey games since 1994. So ESPN jumps all over that. There will be a doubleheader on ESPN to start the season. The Pittsburgh Penguins traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the defending two-time champion Lightning. Two-time. That'll be a ring ceremony. Lions are out for that already. The Lightning's minus a dollar forty against the Penguins in that game. I will take them. Of course you will. And the Kraken. <laughs> then the Seattle Kraken um, making their debut in the NHL as an expansion team taking on our Golden Knights down at T-Mobile. So... Could be a good Lightning Knights two-teamer to start the... Man, you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, and we got plus money most likely on that as well. Yeah, so NHL opening night's October 11th. Uh, Whatever other news we have. Uh, Yeah, and also part of uh, the NHL, we have Alex Ovechkin uh, re-signing with his Washington Capitals. Love it. As he has now signed a five-year, $47.5 million contract uh, to stay with the franchise. He actually was one of the guys that stayed and was left off of the uh, Kraken uh, list for expansion. So he wasn't uh, scared that they were not going to re-sign him. He wound up being re-signed as uh, they took care of their leader. Okay, I like that. Um, Exciting hockey season. I mean, people from the Kraken obviously got some guys from all over. a lot of uh, rumors were that was that Flurry was going to get taken by the Kraken, but he did not. Um, the Kraken have a good young team, and it's very, very nice to see um, Ovechkin re-signing with Washington, a team he's played his entire career with. Um, as we transition from the NHL into baseball, we had one of the craziest trade deadline days. In the history of Major League Baseball, a lot of guys changing uniforms. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, The Yankees now have two great guys in Joey Gallo coming over from the Rangers, as well as Anthony Tony Rizzo from the Cubs. Big two lefty bats for the Bronx Bombers there. Gallo, um, powerful left-hander in the outfield for them. And then Anthony Rizzo, obviously, first base is a little helter-skelter with Luke Voigt being on the shelf for the Yankees. So a big pickup for, for them getting two lefty power-hitting bats. In that short and porch. And that already, exactly, and that already stacked Yankee lineup with Judge and Stanton and LeMayhew and Sanchez. And the Yankees, they're going all in. They actually just picked up Andrew Haney from the Angels as well. So the Yankees were buyers. Um, there was a lot of other trades that went down, too. I mean, the uh, the Cubs were obviously sellers in this market. The Nationals were sellers in this market. Um, Chris Bryant to the Giants. And then, obviously, the biggest trade that we had was the Dodgers picking up Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. I mean, the rich getting richer. That is just nuts how Dodgers now get Scherzer. Uh, you have a great shortstop as well uh, with uh, Trey Turner. And it's going to be something to see down the stretch if they can actually kind of come back now with uh, them, those two guys helping them out 
and yeah. uh, going against the Giants down the stretch. Yeah, and then they got Danny Duffy, who was arguably Kansas City Royals' best pitcher, to add some some long relief for the postseason. Danny Duffy will probably not start in the postseason because they're already loaded at pitcher, but that'd be good to have him as a long reliever. So the Dodgers absolutely get richer this trade deadline season. Highest payroll in the bigs. The White Sox added a couple of good back-end uh, arms. Liam Hendricks they picked up as well as Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. So the White Sox now who are have a big lead in the AL Central, trying to get back to the postseason behind Tony La Russa and that young core that they've really built up. They've made a lot of good moves as well. And then um, the Oakland A's actually made a move for Starling Marte from the Marlins. So Starling Marte now from Pittsburgh to Miami, now going to the Oakland A's, who are also a big-time um, big time player. Um, and then also the Red Sox taking Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber as well. From the Nationals. So the Nationals were sellers. The Cubs were sellers. I mean, there was a, it was a heavy, heavy sellers market. Um, Reminds so, me of a few years ago, actually probably a little bit longer than that, when the Marlins did their fire sale as well. Was it 2011-12? Yeah, 2011-12, Marlins did the fire sale. I remember that's when Jeter first started in management there. They got rid of everybody. Um, Cubs doing something similar, getting rid of their whole team. Javi Baez going to the Mets. Yeah. Rizzo to the Yankees. Chris Bryant to the Giants. I mean, their whole team. I mean, Craig Kimbrell to the White Sox. Um, same thing with the Nationals. They were also sellers in this market. So a really, really busy trade deadline this year. We're in the home stretch of Major League Baseball books. We only got about two months left in the season. I'm very excited to go through the games today here in a little bit. You know, we've got a lot of close races. I mean, that American League is tight. Um, the wild card race is tight. You know, you got the White Sox with a pretty comfy eight-game lead in the AL Central. That West is getting tighter with it's the A's. tight over there, yeah. The, the A's coming up a little bit. That NL East is always tight. That's the tightest division in baseball. Uh, that in the NL West, which you got the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres with, you know, three of the four best teams in the National League. Um, when you look at the NL Central, you have the Brewers, who didn't make any splashes no. at the deadline, but you got the Brewers with a seven-game lead, but the Reds are hot. So it is going to be very interesting to see how the play uh, postseason takes shape, and I'm very excited for some playoff baseball come October. October is going to be a busy month for us, my friend. October is going to be real busy. You know, right now, these are what they call the dog days of summer. Yes. And we will see who is going to have and show the best contrition down the stretch Yes, as we come down to uh, see what the playoffs happen in October. Think about October. We're going to have baseball playoffs, the NBA season right around the corner starting, the NHL season starting on the 11th. We have pro football. We're going to have college football. Love it. College basketball starts in November. Love it. It is going to be a great fall. We are in August. College football starts the 28th of this month. So Why don't you tell them what happened in college football this week? Oh, man. College football this week. Oklahoma and Texas. Done deal. Done deal. They jumped ship to the SEC. So just for all of our listeners out there. 2025. Oh, it starts in 2025. 2025 is when they will start. Okay, so they'll be in the Big 12 for the next, you know, four years and then do it that way. Yeah, they were about to jump ship and just leave. They would have been charged $78 million each team if they would have left after this season. Instead, they decide to sign on. They're going to do their due diligence when the contract is up. 2025, they will be the next two in the SEC, which also now brings me to the fact 
that they are uh, leaving, which this Big 12 now could disintegrate. Uh, we have the AAC, which is another yes. conference, trying to uh, steal a lot of these uh, Big 8 teams as well mm -hmm. to be able to create maybe a Super League for them as well. I like that. I think a lot of people are going to be moving around um, when it comes to that. So very excited to see if the Big 12 is going to implode or what's going to happen. Um, you know, obviously we have – we don't have our preseason rankings yet for college football, but uh, there's a uh, good – I Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, I mean, that's they're always going to be up there. Iowa State's actually going to be pretty high up. Iowa State too, yeah. Yeah, Iowa State coming up with uh, Brock Purdy coming back at quarterback. So they're going to have a good team. Um, but as always, Bama, Clemson, one and two – Oklahoma, Georgia, Iowa State, Ohio State, they're all going to be good. So exciting. We, we will have a college football preview here in a few weeks. Um, so August 28th is the first set of games. It's a Saturday. Um, not a big slate of college football by any means. But, however, it'll be nice to get some college football back brewing. Um, August 28th, like I said, there'll be one, two, three, four, five games. Not a lot, but some meaningful ones. I mean, you got a Big Ten matchup with Nebraska and Illinois, Hawaii, UCLA. So a couple of couple of games that'll be on television and for us to watch. So that'll be exciting as well. Um, what wait, else? Can't what, wait. Yeah. What else do we have, Book? Yeah, going back to NFL now. Aaron Rodgers, like we said last pod, he was going to consider going to the Packers. It is now a done deal. He yeah. is actually now a. I'm sorry, he's a Packer for sure. And as part of it, he had demanded one of his slot receivers, his slot receiver. They got Cobb back, didn't they? He got Randall Cobb back playing for him. Uh, and I believe that was part of him coming back. He wanted to, you know, it's funny. They're talking about maybe having Jordy Nelson come out of retirement. Wow. That yeah. That would funny. I mean, he, he probably might. He might have considered that. He might have. He might have. But, yeah, Rogers is going to be there. There's a lot of uh, inside stuff going on with his contract. Yeah. Uh, however, it looks like he is going to be a one-and-done after this year, and he will leave, I believe, after uh, the end of the season, okay. choose where he's going to go. Um, but you know what? Who knows? Who if they knows? win a title, maybe maybe they go ahead and convince him to stay. Uh, we, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the NFL. COVID has hit again. Of course, it always does. COVID has hit again. Did you hear that? Yes. Lamar course. Jackson po tested positive this week. COVID-19 test uh, is now all in effect. The NFL is trying to get their players to be vaccinated. There's going to be a lot of uh, interest in this situation because these teams are going to get penalized. There's a lot of new information coming out, but the teams are going to get penalized. No more hardcore you know, finding out these schedules, flip-flopping schedules and everything like that. These guys are just going to cancel the game. The other team is going to win uh, by forfeit. If they have to continue going ahead and rescheduling, they will not do that anymore. Yes, so that's actually kind of good that we don't have to reschedule games and make up games and stuff like that. Um, the NFL season also right around the corner as the 5th of August, which is this coming Thursday, the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and the Cowboys. Different setup this year, scheduling-wise, for the NFL, as they will play three preseason games instead of four and add one regular season game. So we have an 18-week regular season with a bye. Every team will play 17 games and three preseason games. So very interesting. 
Um, obviously, the Hall of Fame games this week, and then the preseason. We have three weeks of preseason before week one opening game, Thursday, September the 9th. Um, so we are roughly eh, six weeks out from the NFL starting again. Could we got be a little side life. bet, little side bet on Steelers Cowboys. Steelers Cowboys. Yeah, we'll take a little side bet there. Um, I believe it's a pick'em. So yeah, I'll go with my Steelers. You take your Cowboys, and we'll we'll have a dinner bet on that for the Hall of Fame game, which is kind of meaningless. Should probably just take the under because they're probably not going to score very much. But true, true. Nonetheless, um, big opening game. I cannot wait to preview Sunday NFL. That was my favorite time to do pause was Sunday NFL. I mean, we ran the table on some NFL Sundays. So that and um, that and college basketball is our best. But nonetheless, Thursday, September the 9th, NBC, the Dallas Cowboys travel down to Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa Bay is a six and a half point home favorite as of right now. So we shall see how that all transpires. Um, a lot's going to take shape in our previews a- along the way. So the NFL has been good. Um, you got a little bit more NFL news with Just, uh, some Carson Wentz injury news right now. Yeah, injury news. Carson Wentz. Just signed with the Colts this offseason. He's already going to miss the start of the season, most likely, as he has gone down with a significant injury in the first week of training camp. Uh, And it looks like they are now going to have a foot specialist look and may require uh, a lot of surgery going on with him as he is out indefinitely. So the battle for that second spot is going to be between Brett Hundley, who is now a vet from UCLA, Jacob Eason from Washington and Sam Ellinger from Texas. Those are going to be the three guys battling to replace. My guess would be they probably go with Brett Hundley if if Wentz goes down. But how unfortunate for for the Colts to pick up Wentz in the offseason. He gets hurt because the Colts are going to have a really good team this year. You look at how good their defense is. You look at the moves they made in the offseason for Weapons like Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman Jr., T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's They're loaded. They have a loaded, young, great team. Quentin Nelson, the best guard. Eric Fisher they picked up. So they, the Indianapolis Colts are very, very loaded. So so when's going down is, is very, very significant. I mean, you keep Jalen Hurts. You trade Wentz to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick. And a conditional 2022 second round pick. And it looks like if Wentz accomplishes a couple of things, uh, such as like a 75% on the regular season or plays 70% of the regular season, uh, that actually then becomes a first round pick yeah. if he gets that. So this is huge. Uh, it looks like Philadelphia knew what they were doing when they got rid of this injury-prone Wentz. Yeah, now Philly's going to roll with Jalen Hurts as the starter, and they picked up Joe Flacco in the offseason to be a veteran backup for them. Philly actually looks pretty good, too, just depending on how Jalen Hurts does. They picked up Javante Smith in the draft. They have Jalen Rager. They have Dallas Goddard, one of the better tight ends. So should be a very interesting season. I can't wait to do our team's preview um, here in the coming weeks. So interesting to see what happens with Carson Wentz as, as time permits, you know. So Absolutely. Hopefully he gets better. One last thing, Baron. Okay. What's One last thing to talk about. We got that NBA draft this past week. Yes, I, I did want to get into that. I'm glad you brought that up. The NBA draft, first overall pick, Cade Cunningham, out of Oklahoma State going to the Detroit Pistons. I'm wondering if he could be 
the guy that changes that whole franchise around. I mean, he's just unbelievable, and he's going to. I have a lot of faith in this kid. Uh, You're not drafted number one unless you have a lot of talent. This kid coming out, the way he played last year, he was a beast in the tournament, Mm -hmm. and we are going to see this Detroit team in the next couple of years play pretty well. They actually drafted pretty well, too. I give them an A for their draft picks, too. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at what Detroit actually did in this draft, uh, being able to pick up some guys, Cade Cunningham, JT Thor from Auburn, Isaiah Livers from Michigan, and Luca Garza. Luca Garza. From Iowa getting drafted in the second round, so... Pretty good draft, if you ask me, for the Pistons. They got some good players. Cade Cunningham and Luca Garza were probably the two best players in college last year, both going to Detroit. Um, in other news, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Davion Mitchell, who prior to Baylor's championship run last year wasn't even on the draft board. Crazy. And they make this great run. Davion Mitchell was arguably their best player um, on that team. And he gets picked in the top 10 and lottery pick ninth to the Sacramento Kings. Could be a really good running bait with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, Going to be nice. Yep. Buddy Heald still plays for the Kings, but the Lakers are actively looking to tr- do a trade for Buddy Heald as the Lakers did pick so, up Westbrook. Yes. So we, that leads right into that. Right into that as Russell Westbrook now is an L.A. Laker as the Lakers pretty much give up. The remaining balance of their their team yes. to give up Kuzma and KCP and Harrell yeah. and a pick in the 22nd pick this past uh, draft mm-hmm. to give Russell Westbrook. Yeah, so you have uh, the, the starting five is projected to be Westbrook, Caruso, LeBron, AD, and Andre Drummond. Some people were saying that they're actually going to bump Andre Drummond and bring him off the bench and have Ron and AD play in the paint and Westbrook handle the ball. If they can, if they could successfully make that trade for Buddy Heald, now you have Westbrook, Heald, Braun, and AD, and I'm not really worried about who else is on that court as long as one of those guys are out there. Heald actually was uh, 40%, 40.5% on the threes this year, so he's doing yeah. real well. They need some shooters, obviously. They still have Dennis Schroeder as well. They have Ben McLemore, Taylor Hurt, and Tucker, um, Marcus Hall, Markeith Morris. So kind of an older team, but the Lakers are going all in trying to dethrone and um, get back their championship uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks, who Milwaukee should be back and still be strong. They, they keep their main core of guys. So I think uh, Milwaukee will have a strong case to repeat next year with Giannis, uh, DiVincenzo, who was out right. during their, uh, their run to the title. So we'll see. I mean, once again, the NBA is going to be starting in that October, November range. So we're very excited to see what happens. But, yeah. Loaded NBA draft. We had two Gonzaga guys in the top 15 as Jalen Suggs actually got picked fifth to the Orlando Magic. A lot of people say that he could be the guy that changes that franchise around. Um, and then also 15th is our guy Corey, Corey Kispert. Kispert. Yeah, Corey Kispert goes to the Washington Wizards. So a lot of movement around. Your New York Knicks, I know you weren't too, too happy about uh, – about their draft, but I gotta tell you, I was happy that they took my man um, Deuce McBride. Yeah, Deuce McBride. Uh, it was on a trade. Um, it was a sign and trade deal where you know how they trade draft picks all the time. Yes, sir. McBride was picked by a different team, and his rights were traded to the Knicks. So I'm actually really excited to see 
Deuce McBride, maybe, hopefully start for the Knicks. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see. He's definitely a player, which so I'm excited for that. Um, now, Boogs, we've got the TBT semifinals today. TBT! Now, we've talked about TBT. It's a 64-team tournament. The winner has the rights to a million dollars. One million dollars. Ha! Austin Powers reference. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, you like that. You like that. <laughs> so, you look and see how these teams got here. Our, our final four, I guess we'll call it, since we're, we're March Madness hungry already in August. Bayheim's army is actually... Um, obviously, Syracuse's alumni team, they're taking on Florida TNT. This game is actually getting ready to tip off. So we're probably not going to be able to dig into that. But Man, Baron, can you please help me? What's up? I'm still trying to find my way around Everly and Drive from episode 68. Oh, yeah, Everly and Drive. We had a parlay with them, and they lost. And so did They the lost? Line. They did lose, they lost. and they lost to Florida TNT. Ooh, do you like do you like Florida TNT? So I love Florida TNT today over Bayheim's Army. Oh, I'm surprised you're fading your guys in Bayheim's. Yeah, Army. I'm taking Florida TNT. They are a super oh, strong wow. team. Bayheim's Army gonna go down today. Wow, I'm gonna go. I'm going Bayheim's Army, man. I gotta, okay, I gotta go. Okay. I gotta go with with uh, with Jimmy V's squad here. I can't believe you're fading your Syracuse alumni like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida TNT. Okay. Strong team. Well, so Florida TNT. All right. So you have Florida TNT in the title game. I have Bayhams Army in the title game. Now, we move through to Team Twenty Three versus Blue Collar U. So if you need to know anything about Blue Collar U, that's Buffalo's alumni team. So the Buffalo College, um, they got C.J. Massenberg on that team. They got all their alumni guys. Team 23 is a sponsorship team. They were the sixth seed, and they, they slid past a lot of good teams on their way here. Wait. They, what? They're called the Cinderella team. They are. Exactly. Team 23 is the Cinderella team. They beat Sideline Cancer, who was a one seed. Best Virginia, the two seed. Heard that, the three seed. And the Georgia Kings in the first round. I heard that. So now it's like you look at what they've done to beat Satellite Cancer by seven, Best Virginia by eight. They are just ousting these guys. They are big time. Like there's a bunch of guys. I mean, Daniel Ashefu is on that team. Um, he's really the only notable realistically that I even know on this team. I got to go with Blue Collar, man. I got to go with the Buffalo alumni to uh, – to win and, and take on Bayheim's Army. I'm going to go with Blue Collar as well. Blue okay. Collar is the type of guy that I am. Oh, I'm a, me too. We're both Blue Collar. I'm a Blue Collar kind of guy. And I'll talk Blue Collar with Boogie and the Baron. That's right. So we're going to go with the Blue Collar. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to go Blue Collar to win it all. Uh, I'm going Florida TNT to win it all. All right. So that's your championships. So that's perfect. So we, the only disagreement is Florida TNT and I have Bayheim's Army. We both have Blue Collar. I have Blue Collar cutting the nets down, and you got Florida TNT cutting the nets down. Have you seen this Florida TNT, man? They are scorers. Oh, they're, they're, they're playing really well. I mean, you can, we can take a look at their, their past games. I mean, they've, they've been rolling right now. They just started, like I said, their game against Bayheim's Army. 
But 92-63, they just beat the Aftershocks, which is Wichita's alumni team, by damn near 30 points. Eberlin Drive. Eberlin Drive. Taking a stroll down Eberlin Drive on the 20th for a loser. 74-67, they beat them. The L.A. Cheaters, that was also an upset, 92-85. And then they also blew out the Kimchi Express um, in the 5-12 game. So Florida TNT kind of in a nice little Cinderella situation as well. Um, now going to be taking on um, Bayheim's Army right now and then maybe a shot at a championship. So that's the TBT winding down. The championship of TBT is going to be on August the 3rd, which is Tuesday. The way, the way they're setting this up today is Florida TNT plays Bayheim's Army. Then there's a three-point shootout in between, and then you have the second semifinal between Blue Collar um, and... Team 23. Love it. And then you have the championship game on ESPN. Both those games today can be seen on ESPN right now and then again at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. Let's go, baby. Now, boys, we've given a lot of info out today, and I'm really excited to go through the Olympic quarterfinals are all set. Team USA actually bounced back from their opening loss to France in two blowout fashion-type wins, killing Iran and killing the Czech Republic to get the nod. Um, now, to set this all up for our listeners, we have a quarterfinal. So this is a single elimination tournament. There's eight teams. Um, this all will begin tomorrow night. Um, so our quarterfinals start tomorrow night, Pacific time at 6 p.m. Our first quarterfinal is going to be Slovenia versus Germany. Slovenia, obviously led by Luka Doncic, 3-0 and in group play. They just beat the, they just beat Spain. That's very impressive. Luca has been unbelievable. He got his team believing. He can tell he really wants this. He said, "Hell yeah, he wants this." He says a gold medal is more important to him than an NBA championship. So he is going to be balls to the wall, taking a Germany team that I think they can slide by. I uh, think Slovenia can beat them. I think Slovenia can beat them as well. I agree. So they play at six. Immediately following that game at nine forty p.m. Pacific time is our United States men's team. Taking on Spain. They played Spain a few different times. They beat them in the gold medal game in Beijing in 2008. They beat them in the semis in 16. And they beat them in the championship again in 16. So these teams in the semis, this is usually your semifinals or finals. Um, The last two times they played have been pretty close. The 2012 team only edged them in the championship round by about 10. So now they take on Spain. That's at 940 tomorrow night. Um, and then if you flip the calendar into the AM stages for Pacific Time, um, 1.20 in the mornings, Italy and France, that's going to be a great matchup. Italy, baby, Italy. It, Italy's been good in this uh, in this stage, and so is France. Our last quarterfinal is going to be Australia, led by Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Patty Mills, and Joe Ingles is on that team too. Yeah. Taking on Argentina. So those are our four quarterfinal matchups, and if you need to know how this all sets up, so... The Italy-France winner takes on the Slovenia-Germany winner. And then the U.S.-Spain winner takes on Australia-Argentina winner. So the boys in blue, baby. We shall see how that all transpired. Um, we're going to try to squeeze out episode 72 tomorrow morning, and we will go with a full-on preview with betting lines and predictions in that one. Um, but, yeah, the quarterfinals down in Tokyo for the for the men's basketball team. Let's just see if they can get it done. Absolutely. If, if they don't, then they're they're very disappointing. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're back on track. I think it was a little bit of a tough situation. 
Uh, you had the NBA Finals with missing three big stars on this Olympic team until yeah. the beginning uh, game started. Uh, it's going to take a little while for these guys to gel. It looks like they're starting to gel now. And it looks like we will be able to see the U.S., I believe, take home the gold. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering who, I mean, if they can get through their side of the bracket, beat Spain, um, probably get by Australia, who's really tough, who beat them in the uh, in the exhibitions. So they can avenge a loss to Australia. I'm wondering if they're going to have an opportunity to avenge their loss against France because Italy is no pushover. Italy got a really good team down there in Tokyo this year. Um, and also, you can't look out for Luca. So a lot of storylines can happen. A lot I mean, of stories. If the U.S. can get by Spain and take on Australia, avenge that loss, go to the gold medal game. I mean, think about the storylines for the gold medal game. You can take on Luca versus the world, essentially, could be your narrative. Or they're maybe uh, battling France and avenging that opening group stage loss to them. Right, true. So... A lot on the line for the United States. It all begins tomorrow night, 9.40 p.m., the U.S. versus Spain. I will be tuned in. I can't wait. Can't wait for me either. Baseball today, guys. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, we took our lumps. We want to go attack baseball a little differently. Who took their lumps? I did. I had a horrible episode 70. Um, we went through every game and gave out a, game, a pick for every game, and that's not kind of our M.O., um, it's not something that we're going to continue to do, especially right now. It's after the trade deadline, so we're going to be dialing into actual value and actual winners. Yeah, that's not how you win. No, not at all. So, Bush, you obviously have your sheet. Um, we've got a ton of games. We're not going to go through every single game. We want to get an idea of, of where we're looking at. So what do you have today? How many games are on your, uh, on your docket that you're going to give out? I'm giving out three games today. Okay. What are your three? What are your three baseball games? Boogie triple play, we call it. Oh, I like that. Boogie's triple play. I love that. I'm giving out the Dodgers on the run line. You got Urias over Smith. The Dodgers coming back. They cannot lose another game to this Diamondbacks team. Okay. They lost a close game on Friday night. They smacked the Diamondbacks last night. Mm-hmm. And now you got one of the best pitchers in baseball, Urias, on the mound for the Dodgers. He's a heavy favorite, minus 225. So I'm going with the Dodgers on the run line, minus 1.5, minus $1.45. Okay, Dodgers run line, minus 1.5, minus 145. I can dig that. Um, I will counter. I'm going to give, um, before you give out your other couple. Wait a minute. Do you have the Blue Jays on there? I got the Blue Jays. Okay, I just wanted to ask you. So okay, go ahead, tell them about the Blue Jays. Yeah, we got... Barrios on the mound just got traded from the Twins. One of the best bit, uh, pitchers in baseball is now a Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays are minus 280 over the Royals and Keller, plus 240 on the Royals side. If you want to take a stab at that, mm-hmm. I would say do not do that. I got the Blue Jays minus one and a half, minus a dollar 40 on the run line. That is my pick as my second pick right now with Boogie. Okay. Okay, I'll give a couple of early shots out that, I, that I'm seeing a really good value in. Um, the Reds take on the Mets today. The uh, Reds have, have, are on a nice little, nice little winning streak right now. Vladimir Gutierrez against Marcus Stroman. I see great value. The Reds are plus $1.80 on the money line. So I could see that as a little value there. I, I, that's huge value. So I'm going to take the plus 180 on the money line there. That game's at 10, 10 a.m. I'm also going to take a stab at the Brewers, who are another hot NL Central team. Brett Anderson and Charlie Morton, the Brewers are trying to run away with this division. And they are in Atlanta today. 
I gotta go. Um, in a, in a, in a, by the way, Cincinnati's in a rubber match. So is Milwaukee. You're giving me Milwaukee at plus a dollar fifty. I'm seeing great value there as well. So those are two games I'm very, very interested in. I call them my strong value plays: Cincinnati and Milwaukee, both out of the NL Central. Okay. Bugs, your third and final. Third and final one for the triple play is the Giants over the Astros. Oh, okay. This- I'm taking. The Giants at home as a small favorite. Okay. As we got the Giants and Webb on the mound, minus $1.09. I will take them, minus $1.09. Okay. Cool. So I'll give three, you give three. That works out well. So we got Dodgers run line, Toronto run line, and Giants on the money. Um, I'm going to take my two value plays at the plus $1.80 price for the Reds, the plus $1.50 price for the Brewers. I'm also liking the Tampa Bay Rays on Sunday night baseball. Um, as of right now, they are sitting atop the American League East by a half a game over the, these Red Sox, the team that they're playing, and they're going for a sweep of the Red Sox. You got McClanahan on the mound. You got Nick Pivota. Pavetta? I say Pavetta. I make him Italian. All right. Nick, yeah, Pavetta, maybe Italian, maybe not. Nonetheless, I think he gets mauled tonight. Um, I'm really liking the Rays at home. <clears throat> they're 33 and 20 at home this year and 21 games over 500. As of right now, they're sitting at a $1.58 favorite. So you've got Cincinnati and Milwaukee early. So if you can capitalize on a couple of those early games or capitalize on one of Boog's triple play plays here, and you get some bankroll out of those five games, you got a late night Sunday night baseball game you can roll some juice on. You're going to have to lay some juice on Tampa Bay, but if you can roll with the two games I gave out or the three that Boog gave out, if you can find a winner in there and have some bankroll, you'll have the money to lay the $1.58 price. I think it's worth it. I think Tampa Bay takes care of business and opens up a game-and-a-half lead now on the Red Sox after beating them and sweeping them tonight down in Tampa. Taking the broom out. The last game on our docket today, Boogs, which I'm very, very excited about, is going to be Team USA. USA! 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 So Team USA is playing Mexico, as most of us know, in the Gold Cup gold medal game. Where are they at? They are playing here in Vegas. They are playing here in Vegas, baby! They're playing in Vegas. I'm thinking if I make enough money today leading up to this game, maybe I'll go. Ooh, tickets are a little costly. They're a little costly. I did see that. You have a 5.30 p.m. start time at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. We're, we're on home soil. The This line is juicy, too. On the three-way bet, you've got the, Mexico is the favorite at plus $1.15. The United States is plus $2.60. And the draw is plus $2.25. The way three-way betting works, just to remind our listeners, if you take Mexico, they have to win in regulation. If you take the United States, they have to win in regulation. If you take the draw, that means it's going to be a tie after regulation. So that's a three-way bet. If you want to go a two-way bet, it's very easy. Since Mexico is the favorite, they're minus a half a goal in regulation at plus $1.15. And the United States is plus a half a goal in regulation at minus $1.35. So realistically, if you take Mexico minus a half a goal, that means if it goes to a draw after 90 minutes and they do extra time and they do penalty kicks and stuff, you're, you're a loser bet. Um, I'm just going to say it right now. The way that I'm going to attack this game I gotta go with our boys. I gotta take the United States. They won for us on best bets a couple episodes ago. Let's go, baby. When they beat USA. Jamaica, when they beat Jamaica one nothing, and we parlayed it. 
I'm going to go USA, but I'm going to take a value play here on them. I'm not going to take the plus 260 because I think this could be a draw scenario, but I'm going to lean this way. Minus $1.35 for the United States at plus a half a goal in regulation. What that essentially means, Boogs, is Tell that me. as me. long as Mexico does not win this soccer game in regulation, you win your bet. So if the United States wins in regulation or they draw in regulation, you have two ways you can win. I'm going to take the plus a half a goal with the United States, and I'm going to lay the $1.35. I love it. I am right there with you, Baron. That is what I am doing following you you've been hot with this let's go i love it that's it books a long episode 71 here we're 40 minutes in we're still going to get this out in time for all the games all these games still don't start for another hour or so give them boogie's blockbuster best bet for today boogie's blockbuster best bet we got the dodgers and urias minus one and a half he will show this diamondbacks team that they are the best team in baseball Scherzer on the mound this coming up week. Follow him as well. We got this game today, though. The Dodgers minus one and a half, minus a dollar forty-five. Dodgers minus one and a half, minus a dollar forty-five. I got a stick. I've been hot on this Gold Cup the whole time, and it's into the championship round. I got to roll with the United States plus that half a goal, minus a dollar thirty-five. That's it, Boogs. Dodgers run line minus one forty-five. United States plus a half a goal in the Gold Cup Championship game at minus a dollar thirty-five. Those are our two best bets. Go and win some money today. Thank you guys as always for listening. That's a wrap for episode seventy-one, and we'll talk next time. Baron out. Happy Sunday, Boogie out.